0: Hello, 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 and welcome to the show. I'm the titular host of Nick Flanagan Weekly. Hi, thank you for listening to this podcast. I really appreciate that you took the time to click the name, press play, wait. You know, if you use the iPhone, I find you, you click the podcast app, Then you pick the podcast and then you press play and you're like waiting a bit. and Sometimes it doesn't even play. So the fact you got this far is an achievement, frankly, for both of us. Because if I hadn't made it, then you wouldn't have clicked on it. Although that would be a funny prank, wouldn't it? If I just made a podcast that you clicked on and it didn't exist. That would be pretty interesting. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled. Today is a very special day. Today is the day that I release this interview with Lucas Costello. Now, the reason this is important is because, A, Lucas is an interesting person. Um, he works in politics in in um, Calgary, Alberta. So out west, I'm here in Ontario. So he's got a very different... I've um, got a text. Um, he's got a very different sort of set of political challenges there. And I don't know everything about that at all. So if you're listening to this and you're thinking, wow, Nick's opinions are way off. It's like, yeah, I am. I mean, there's one thing I say in this interview where I'm talking about like anecdotal evidence of people from the West coast of Canada be mean on Twitter politically. And yes, it's what I experienced, but I'm not trying to say that every right-wing Facebook commentator from Alberta is bad. You know, most Facebook commentators who are saying mean things, they come from everywhere. So, you know, I left it in, but I'm saying this in the intro. It's not something I will stand by. And uh, if you're a conservative from Alberta listening to this podcast, uh, I would... um, If I were an RMT and you booked an appointment and you told me your political beliefs, I would still... Uh, give you a a hundred percent of my massaging skills and massaging to segue is uh, something I'd love to talk about because the reason I'm so excited about this episode is because after Andy um, my podcast producer left who would handle the interview episodes he totally amicable he just had to go to school Um, hi Andy shout out to Andy after he left, I totally hit a wall with being able to edit interviews. I don't know why I still have like three or four to put out for you and they're all really good. I think Kelly Stoltz, Dan Smith, um, Chris Estrada, who's a hilarious comic from LA and, um, I think some more people and, and, uh, you know, I was just every day super frustrated that I, I couldn't really figure it out. And I've edited interviews for my podcast before. I just, I don't know. I I, I, I keep turning off the sound on this damn phone and my text, but it just isn't uh, working. Anyway. Uh, it took me a while, but I edited the episode. And here it is. So I'm super happy. And uh, a little more info about Lucas is uh, I'm, I've known him for so long. We met years and years and years ago in Toronto's vibrant early 2000s scene. And he had a group called uh, Scott, Stop, Scott, Stop, Die, Resuscitate and other projects. And um, he was just an enthusiastic guy with, uh, you know, a... A principled belief system and uh, you know he'd often say things challenging kind of like politically incorrect views which were definitely popular at the time among people who were you know otherwise whatever into free money for everybody but um, and I appreciate that especially in retrospect and uh, now uh, he also worked uh, with Gord Perks in Toronto a, uh, a person who is a member of city council there. And, uh, you know, he has just an interesting uh, history of being engaged in politics. And if you want to hear his podcast, it's called our Calgary. So that's our Y Y C C A on Instagram and Twitter and stuff. And he is L Costello on Twitter. That's E L C O S T E L L O. And he's constantly tweeting. So read his tweets. By following him there and you can go to our to find out more about that podcast and as for me um i think we have a show on april 18th another avail comedy show april 18th go to nightlight tv nightlight.tv to buy tickets um it is always really fun and i'd love to see you there and it's the day before my birthday so you'll, you'll be celebrating my birthday with me kind of kind of and uh, generally, I tend to do very poorly around the birthday sets. So uh, let's see how this goes. And uh, yeah. And then also, just if you want to support the podcast, ko fi.com slash Nick Flanagan, com slash Nick or patreon.com slash Nick Flanagan. Um, what can I say? I'm just really glad we did this. And it's actually our second chat. I interviewed him while we were. Uh, well, I was staying on Toronto Island in November, and uh, it it was really fun. I just thought that, it, again, it took me so long to put it out, and it was kind of like time-sensitive. So we went with the second convo, but maybe I'll put out the first one later. I don't know. At some point, time-sensitive things, you kind of want to hear that time capsule. You know what I'm saying? Speaking of time capsules, January 6th, that was the day we recorded this, which, for those not in the know, was uh, the day that... There was a uh, protest planned to show support for Donald Trump on Capitol Hill in Washington, D.C. And uh, this then led to a flooding of the Capitol building by Trump supporters, resulting in some deaths and some stress. And um, at the very end of the podcast, that's kind of how it ends. I'm like, oh, my God. What's going on? And then it's over, not to spoil it, but that's my spoiler for my own episode that you're about to hear. Speaking of, here's the episode. Enjoy. We did a recording already, Lucas, Uh, and and, uh, I really enjoyed it, but um, it's with someone like you who has a a political bent – I just feel like because we didn't post it so soon and because we talked about a wide variety of subjects, I hadn't seen you in a long time, that a second one was probably the best one to yeah. present to the public, at least first. All good, man. And uh, all this stuff has happened since. couple things, a couple know, of things. In life. And, uh, you know, the pandemic has only worsened here in Canada and uh, definitely in Alberta, definitely in Ontario. And um, it's, uh, and, and you know, something that you mentioned when you wrote me a couple days ago uh, was, you know, how the UCP, which is the ruling party yeah. currently in uh, Alberta, which stands for, what does UCP stands for? I always forget. United.
1: Clown Pussy.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, Posse. Yeah, Unseen. And yeah. Unseen yeah but they're clowns yeah but they're also clowns.
1: yeah it's the united conservative party uh which was mm-hmm. um Wildfire? yeah yeah so for folks i guess that aren't f- too familiar with canadian politics um basically yeah. we alberta is often uh, referred to as the texas of canada or the the kansas of canada or the kentucky of canada uh, Oklahoma, yeah, yeah very. Uh, I guess
0: that's more Saskatchewan because it's flat. Yeah, but, you know, <laughs>
1: um, it's uh, yeah. So it's basically had about a hundred years of conservative rule. There was a bit of um. There was a hiccup in 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 that where um, for four years, twenty fifteen to twenty nineteen the new democratic party uh alberta new democratic party uh formed government because there was a fracture in the the conservative movement in alberta and uh much like what's going on in
0: the us mm-hmm. right now mm-hmm. you feel it
1: yeah broken. in georgia right
0: i guess you do except i think they're too i don't know anyway i don't mean to interrupt
1: no no yeah. no it's yeah. yeah no i think there's there's definitely lessons in the united states especially in 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 Alberta, because so many things get tested in Alberta and in uh, Canada, generally speaking, right? So, if you look at how so? So, if you look at the influence of of the oil and gas industry, right? So much of the oil and gas industry has been influenced in Alberta by American companies. Um, I believe it was Press Progress uh, that, no was actually the intercept did an article a little while ago about how Exxon had already done all of the this research and and had seen how much of a negative impact climate change was going to have and they found this report that had been buried essentially in the archives of the um the the Glenbow Museum here in a, in Calgary so And then, you know, more recent, um, another more contemporary example in the last U.S. election in California, um, Bill, uh, or Proposition 22, which basically eradicates so many workers' rights in California. Right,
0: yeah, no, it it essentially is turning it back to what Canada is on the verge of getting out of because of the pandemic, it's kind of forced their hand, which is contract workers having...
1: No, no, no rights
0: access to health, health insurance, yeah. no access to no sick leave, no access to anything. Yeah, because they're on contract, which has been a classic issue in, in, uh, you know, North America mm-hmm. for, for a good 20 years. Now, mm-hmm. you know, and, give or take.
1: And treated as sort of uh, subhuman almost uh, in terms of worker rights. Sure. Yeah. So yeah. if you look at what Uber did in think 2016, whenever the that municipal election was not the, the most recent Toronto election, but the one that got Tory elected um in the first place. Uh when yeah, Tory I remember that. Yeah. So when Tory came into power, that's when Uber had just hired Obama's uh political strategist guy or whatever. And uh they had already been sort of testing different methods to to um influence policymakers and, and legislators globally, really. And so Toronto was a huge win for them in that regard. What had happened in 2015, in spite of Rob Ford, uh, there was a, a a motion that basically had the, the city of Toronto want, demanding that the province recognize cab drivers and guarantee cab drivers uh, a minimum wage. Which I think, especially now in the in light of the pandemic, is even more relevant and more necessary. As a result of Uber's lobbying, all of these, these rights were stripped away, essentially, and Uber was able to to gain position in Toronto and Ontario in a way that they, they hadn't been able to before, and got all sorts of like sketchy insurance stuff, and da 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 da. Yeah. So you know, and
0: really, nobody
1: won. No,
0: like it was a classic Toronto twist where not to not interrupt, but where the cab drivers had to like lower their costs, but they had very high costs. So their lowered costs was high. Yeah. And um, Uber had to raise their costs to match the cabs in some sort of strange thing. So Uber wasn't as cheap as it was in, say, L.A. Yeah. And I'm not saying that's a good thing. But um, it is a good thing, obviously, for the consumer, mm. you know, and and um, and so nobody won. No. And now and now, uh, and, and um, but but I was also just just to say one last thing, I think this is the the Ford thing you mentioned is really interesting because, you know, Rob Ford was in a lot of ways, very Trump like, um, you know, um, not in all ways, because because Rob Ford really was uh he, um, he was a screw up you know and he went to a, probably a public high school and uh him and him and his brother were like a certain basically mixed <laughs> our wonderful mixed income uh life uh in 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 Toronto resulted in Rob Ford mm-hmm. and Doug Ford to, mm-hmm. a, to a certain extent where and we definitely talked about this last time uh, about just I think Rob was really really into uh, listening to mm-hmm. the people whether mm-hmm. it was at house parties or crack dens or pubs or yeah you know um, squash games
1: or and, or on um, the subway in a drunken stupor
0: or in the liquor store waiting in line yeah you know. Or, or to a cop who's cite, uh, giving him a citation for driving through a street a streetcar when it's uh, stopped yeah. anyway um, not that he would get a, a cop citation but but it, uh, well, my point is that people like Trump and and Rob Ford kind of have that almost a mob-like mentality where it's like they don't want uber mm-hmm. you know they want to help the people they've known for like 40 years who are part of like cab industries and mm-hmm. stuff. Now i I don't know what the story is with Rob Ford pro or against um, Uber specifically, but I think the sheer low rentness, especially if someone like Rob Ford, mm-hmm. you know um, it wasn't a win. Mm-hmm. It didn't result in any wins and mm-hmm. it didn't result in any wins for, for Trump either, but it's, it's like a flip side of the other problem, you mm-hmm. know, like the other problem being a global Sort of systemic yeah. suppression of workers' rights, yeah. so to speak, and um, the other being like a low rent from the ground up extortion esque things, like the licenses that cab drivers need to have, yeah, that they, the plating car that they need to pay off, yeah, you know, which are huge prices, you know. And I, I think someone like Rob Ford, who lived in Toronto all his life, would have a lot more familiarity with that world mm-hmm. than with the world of Uh, big tech
1: yeah no for sure it's
0: not that far off from
1: that yeah i think and i think there's a there's a a big similar a parallel there too right there's this sort of old money and new money conflict happening right now right? right so in alberta you know there's billions of dollars being pumped into uh into into oil and gas when you know we're seeing less and less demand as as the Uh, pandemic has highlighted uh, very, very well. So you have this, this sort of folks who, who, you know, who understand the, the, you know, the hewers of water or hewers of wood, drawers of water stuff that very much, you know, is, is ingrained in like the white male Canadian identity, right? Like this, this idea that that we are a resource right. nation and we pull stuff out of the ground. We you have grit and you know uh, all that sort of mm-hmm. stuff. And we're
0: doing it with such dignity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, and we have such bounty.
1: Yes, yes.
0: It's fine what we're doing because the trees around the ones that we're cutting are so yeah. beautiful and there are so many. And there, and never mind the people Sell that live there. Company.
1: You know, and never mind Sell
0: the that air. Yeah,
1: yeah, and never mind the people who've lived there for forever. <laughs> Right.
0: Well, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's,
1: that's the whole. Thing. That's the whole. That. Um, but I mean, that is yeah. that is very much tied into that this this Canadian identity, right? So, mm-hmm. uh, anyway, yeah. So the you know I think it comes down to in so, in some some ways, right? To to the Fords and the the Trumps of the world. I think it's ba- it comes down to the fact that tech stuff is nerd shit, whereas you know, the, the working man stuff is that's, that's real work or whatever. And, and they, that, that's an easy thing to process for them, even though they're still doing favors, not for the workers, they're doing favors for, you know, the Rex Tillermans and, and other big CEOs of the world, uh, because those right. are the people that pay their bills also.
0: Yeah. And, and I mean, Trump is obviously, unsu- it's especially as president, as uh, you know mm-hmm. on a global scale is now enacted you know some level of, of that, so it's mm-hmm. terrible but um he uh what was I going to say the other thing with him, I think, is that he's furious that these guys like have figured out a loophole where mm-hmm. they just don't pay taxes, mm-hmm. you know where they're just not um bound to the same financial. Laws that he spent his life trying to skirt, you know, and and Mm -hmm. working within the system to find loopholes, like what Jeff Bezos has done with Amazon. I think yeah, must be infuriated as as a crooked businessman.
1: Yeah, I mean that's that that's the other weird thing, and I I don't understand. This is something that I think if people on the left will ever be able to understand and and help to 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 break break this idea or or overstand yeah to break this idea of you know the idea that someone in business is you know going to be better at politics or they're going to understand how to run a country or a province or a state better because they were a business person uh as if this is some sort of marker uh for for uh you know success right and if you look at all of these all of the contemporary examples of you know conservatives who are good at business uh they were actually awful at business uh you know more you know most recently mike harris is in the news again for getting the order of ontario who uh, you know he's oh, that a,
0: reminds me i gotta sign that petition
1: oh yeah total scumbag he should not get it uh i mean i don't no. i don't think it'll i mean maybe hopefully it does but he's a scumbag Uh, You know, I moved to Ontario just as he came to power and I got, I saw my university tuition increase fourfold by the time, uh, by the time I was in my my final year of university. And And it was
0: awful. My parents were both civil servants and uh, postal worker and they had to, those were the days of of strikes. Those were the days of work action and um yeah but it was also bad because he really set a little bomb in the ground so you didn't actually see the results Mm -hmm. of uh what he was doing until Mm -hmm. years um, later um the wind government screwed you know to uh took had to deal with a lot of that bullshit and Mm -hmm. screwed it up entirely and uh then um now You know, we're seeing a lot of the results of that with what's going on with transit here with Toronto's
1: long term care uh, facilities like, like, yeah. Oh, the long term
0: care. I mean, that is there are so many uh, borderline kind of Mm -hmm. or, you know, criminal type of. Ne- negligence aspects that are so long-term right now mm-hmm. you know so so mike harris should actually be on some kind of tribunal right now being probably mm-hmm. questioned mm-hmm. about why long-term care every premier, every for the last you know right now they're dying people are dying at a pretty pretty high rate and mm-hmm. they're older people who probably wouldn't have yeah. you know uh, un- under uh non-covid and more protected circumstances yeah
1: absolutely so,
0: it's heartbreaking i mean it is uh, uh, america has its own level of of pa- the pandemic but we cannot um ignore that it's really getting bad here in, in Absolutely. Uh, canada and especially in, in in very populated areas
1: Yeah. Um, well i i think the it, the what is happening right now the the is in spite of really bad decision making Right over years too, in, in some cases. So and and that's the other thing too, right? If you're if you're a, a person between the ages of twenty and forty something, and if you thought about going to university in Ontario at any point in time and couldn't afford to do it or just couldn't take it on, it is directly tied to Mike Harris, right? Because there was there was a yeah. that like so, um, people not going to university, uh, people dying. Uh, you know, even before, so there was Dudley George, uh, the indigenous activist in sure. Ipperwash, and then there was also the the Walkerton um, uh, issue, where basically uh, underfunding of inspection, or or allowing the private sector or whatever to do their own inspection, which is bonkers. Uh, ended up in in the deaths of i think dozens and and really like had long-term uh effects
0: the the walkerton thing was was so awful and Mm. um i'm sure you could find so many other uh, examples within that and within um and and you know it really it's an example of canadian old school politics and the worry here for me is that because our life expectancy is higher than in the U.S. marginally, um, this old school thing might last because we don't necessarily (laughs) punish or get behind change in the same way Mm -hmm. that uh, the U.S. and many other countries do. Mm -hmm. You know, we don't have the French bulwark of like, Oh, we're revolutionaries like right now i'm reading people you know regardless of their political bent and i don't agree with this take being like i love seeing these anti-maskers you know like or anti-lockdown people fist fighting cops in france and it's like well i mean i understand you like seeing people fist fight cops or whatever but yeah uh they're you know they'd be doing this about integration yeah you know, potentially <laughs> like it's not you know but but at the, but we don't have that fighting spirit on a national level you know i don't mm-hmm. think you know because we've allowed things like healthcare to remain kind of stagnant or rolled back you know like
1: i i mean i um, think i think there are communities i think uh indigenous First oh, nations you know that that have I mean, been communities engaged. that
0: have that that, yeah. that thing i just mean yeah as a larger collective than
1: I, like know, in the the broad active. national identity sense yeah i i I think that that's true to to some and a lot of media yeah i think media for sure status quo and access especially in politics in canada is is absolutely crucial uh i think if you look at it took a while for the stuff in alberta to 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 make its way into the mainstream like a couple of days but it was still out there this this the whole uh Hawaii uh you know apparently uh Hawaii is now the you know uh, uh a way station for a lot of Alberta's politicians and political staff and government right now
0: So so just getting back to the UCP yeah. thing Yeah
1: um, Yeah that's how that all started what, <laughs>
0: Yeah Essentially, there is this rash of Canadian politicians right now across the nation, primarily Ontario and Alberta from the sounds of it, but I'm sure it's happening. It's just not getting out about other people.
1: No, Manitoba is garbage. Saskatchewan is garbage. Yeah, Yeah.
0: exactly. And uh, right now I know in Ontario, uh, one of the members of the medical advisory board for COVID went on vacation over Christmas to Dominican or something. Yeah. Uh, a provincial guy, uh, the provincial
1: minister. Yeah. Finance. Yeah. Rod uh, Phillips, I think
0: he went, yeah, he went to St. Bart's, uh, and resigned because of that. Who was it? Platt, uh, the conservative chief of staff or was it a different guy? Uh, he was he, he booked a trip to mexico and he said that he at the last he like left at the mexican airport he returned because he had a change of heart mm-hmm. and uh trudeau's government the, the oh there's government like five
1: had, liberals or something yeah. like that right yeah
0: um and uh in alberta what is these are all people who went on vacation and it, have been punished for it, which is...
1: Not really...
0: Not all, not all, but I just mean a resignation. I'll take that as punishment. Getting removed from your role as some con- committee head, but not still keeping really, the thing—that's not really punishment. I, no,
1: it's it's actually it's actually great. Even
0: resignation isn't pu- punishment. No, because you know, you, you're going to wind up working as a consultant or something. No, like, she's or still ha- she's, she still she's
1: she still has her seat. So Tracy Allard still okay. has uh, as a. So she's lost her her ministry perks, right? So she loses staff she loses like there's i think an extra uh residency allowance like she loses a, like 20 30k from her but she
0: doesn't get another residence
1: no 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 like there's there's just more <laughs> like travel stuff like that that you, like when you're when you're a minister there's just a bit more you get a bunch more staff you have ministry staff um right and uh yeah you just you have a bit more there's more perks to the job because you're technically supposed to be doing a lot more work in her case she's supposed to be
0: here's my rule for politicians no perks yeah no more perks <laughs>
1: that was a sign uh that was up in parkdale because because of Gord. yeah uh, yeah but
0: anyway uh yeah so, so tracy so, so tracy in alberta you live in yeah. alberta you live yeah. in calgary yeah
1: yeah and uh, is bad you
0: moved there from ontario where yeah. we met and yeah. now you are here you are witness there Tears to what's there. going on yeah. in alberta so tell me about that situation in yeah alberta. how have they handled covid terribly what did this ucp so how did it you know well first of all who's how many people have gone gone to hawaii
1: Oh, I think it's, there was, if you're, if we're including staff, I think we're at like four people, five, maybe five people. And then there's like two or three in Mexico. I've kind of lost count at this point. And then there's also other ones that they haven't, haven't been uncovered yet. I think they're trying to catch like red eye flights and hoping that no journalists are camped out at the various airports in Alberta. SpaceX. Uh, Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. The minister of energy. She was. (laughs) She was uh no, but this is the thing, Alberta doesn't believe in uh, or the UCP government, I should say, doesn't believe in, in uh public investment for 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 anything. Um but yeah, and the Minister of Energy, Sonia Savage, uh she was in BC checking on her property. Uh <laughs> So, still there yeah yeah it's still there it's um still
0: there. might go for a swim i'm here
1: yeah and then the you
0: probably aren't swimming right now in bc but
1: it's still warmer uh and then the issues manager Bear club. the club yeah the issues manager uh who matt wolf who's like a top top tier ghoul he uh he followed all the guidelines and traveled to saskatchewan to visit his parents or whatever um so in spite of the travel advisory i mean you know i think there's one part one part of it my favorite one though right now is this dude pat wren who uh is an mla in this uh community lesser slave lake and the he basically got elected and then like moved out of the he moved to the community to get elected and there's there's like about a half dozen or more mlas in alberta who like move from other places because they were guaranteed a win, for instance.
0: So what's right? an MLA again?
1: Oh yeah, it's the same as MPP. So MLA is a member of legislative okay. assembly. Um, Ontario okay. is the weird outlier, where they say MPP instead. Um, and that and,
0: stands for minister of? Uh,
1: minister of the, uh, no, uh, a member of the legislative assembly. So it's like a congressperson. No, but MP, MPP. Oh, uh, a member of provincial parliament.
0: Okay. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. I should know these things. That's
1: okay. We don't. We don't do give much time to civics <laughs> time in Canada, though. Yeah. Um. Which is also why we have uh probably a really uh disengaged uh, uh populace. Popular. Yeah. General populace. Yeah. 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 And so
0: there. Uh, so uh, so mm-hmm. go on.
1: Yeah. So basically, I mean, I think it's you know it's just a prime example of out of touch. Wealthy people who um, either, you know, one one of my favorite conspiracy theories floating around right now is the fact is the idea that some of these uh, dickheads got the COVID vaccination and probably thought they were good to go because they got it in front of everybody else because they're elected people or whatever i don't know if that's true or not uh but at the same time mm, and also sounds possible exactly it wouldn't surprise me if that was the case because you know these people are yeah. very much about themselves first um another yeah. dude tanny uh so yeah so pat ran has just like bounced from the which is not he's never in his community and like the city councilor or the town councilors. All wrote this open letter and you know this oh, is i heard about this yeah. yeah this is rural alberta too right so um i think something for folks to understand too is that alberta is a place where uh if you express dissent toward the ruling government the the pc <laughs> oh boy yeah it's you would lose funding if you're a, a, like an, a, a not-for-profit agency so there's this huge chill in alberta to speak out, right? Where, where- Can I, can I- Yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah, just, just talk about my, uh, I, I have observed online, but also in real life, but mostly online, that um, people from the West, particularly Alberta online, have a smothering aspect to their political, uh, like on the, on the right, I'm talking about- um like they are really stubborn in their views and they really will tell you that they think you're a piece of shit for believing otherwise and i remember getting in some facebook thing about david suzuki with people because oh. people were like david suzuki's so cool like this is be you know and i was like well, i don't know is like there any positive aspects to david suzuki you know yeah and and you probably have a different view of this but but i i got like people being like you know sending me private messages on facebook strangers just being like i think you're full of shit and all this stuff and i'm like why are you guys so violently furious about just any pushback on anything Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and um it's not that i don't see that in ontarians and stuff it Mm -hmm. just feels like Maybe it's that Texas of uh, Canada aspect. It just feels to me like some Albertans have a real, their feet like firmly Mm -hmm. dug in in the ground and are immovable.
1: Yeah. Uh, So I, there's, there's, no, 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 no. There's, you're, you're bang on, you're bang on. No, no, you're totally I have literally spoken to thousands of, of Albertans at this point in my life just from from the work that I do. And so there, there's there's a couple of aspects to this. Um the most significant aspect being that Alberta as a province is an outlier in that it has essentially been two dynasties um that have have ruled the province. There's been very there the ndp taking power in 2015 was the one exception where so we had 50 years of uh so social credit party which was uh like a populist right-wing um christian conservative uh, party and then after that you had the provincial uh the uh, progressive conservatives of alberta so basically for 100 years for over a century in alberta you've had conservatives Making decisions about, you know, what type of education is going to happen, what kind of investments are going to happen in schools, in in hospitals, in the public service, in universities, and so on. And you know, Mike, uh, sorry, uh, Ralph Klein really ramped up the 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 um, separation from society, if you will, and that, and that investment in in the population and sort of sold off of so many of the the assets of Alberta. the the key one being oil and gas yeah
0: now he was one of the most one of the first politicians canadian politicians i wound up knowing about growing up because he was a train wreck before you got any consequences for that you know Mm -hmm. he was an old boy like he was a premier of alberta for a very long time yeah right yeah like i think and 16
1: he, years maybe yeah something like that yeah
0: and he was a uh, an alcoholic mm-hmm. and and uh one of and, and the reason i heard about him was because in uh, parliament there was a liberal mp named sheila Copps who was very high mm-hmm. up and he said pass pass the tequila sheila mm-hmm. in parliament her, and everybody was like you know up in arms mm-hmm. because it's but it's a very canadian scandal, yeah obviously yeah uh like he's basically quoting like a stomping tom Connors. yeah yeah something. but anyway
1: and he threw, he was, also he was okay. such, are you, are you gonna mean, talk about the yeah so the homeless shelter yeah, yeah. He,
0: went, he got drunk and he goes to a homeless shelter and starts yelling at the yeah. people there and basically calling them lazy and shit. He threw money this at them he threw crazy. money at them and he threw money at them yeah and like you know, so he was kind of like a uh, mere daily Rob Ford combo, if but but I'm sure there's governors who were, were just as bad. The governor from the Godfather Two.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and like he there's this big mythology in Alberta and like people still revere him, like people are afraid to go after the Ralph Klein legacy because you know, by uh, by selling off the public assets and the the public wealth of Alberta, right? Like, so there used to be this thing called the I think it's called the Sovereign Wealth Fund or the Heritage Fund, and basically it's all the the revenue from oil and gas that came in. And rather than doing things like you know have progressive taxation and things like this, would just pay uh, pay out all of all of the, the the public, you know, things, things that need necessary public funding would pay out of the heritage fund, right? So whereas a country like Norway, somewhat comparable, but not really, but a country like Norway, which was very much heavily dependent on oil and gas, right. uh, did smart investment Natural and resources. yeah, and and had progressive taxation. They did, they have like a trillion dollar sovereign wealth fund and uh, Alberta's is just slowly but surely just being decimated. Um, and things like, like, I don't have a provincial sales tax in Alberta, which is bananas to me. Uh, I understand the progressive. There's a view, you know, that it is, uh, it, it actually disproportionately punishes low-income people. Uh, sure. But, but you know, it's, it, yeah, anyway, no one. On the other hand. Yeah, everyone's you know, afraid to, anyone, no one wants to, to talk about that in Alberta, really. Um,
0: yeah, I mean, this is, and this is where we're at on some level, uh you know in, in again in north america where certain things are so uh constant that you know they're very hard to turn over i i mm. mean i think in the us it's I, I i don't understand why the idea of um the healthcare industry yeah um you know the difficulty that will be in sort of getting something like medicare for all be, yeah. because of it i mean i yeah. know they've faced it but i just think again the the sort of left argument against that is um i just just can someone explain to me how how that will work you know it's yeah. it's the same logic in alberta with oil and gas right where people say you know if we reduce the um pipeline stuff any any anything like that then w- what will these great jobs where will they get equivalent uh equivalent paying jobs and Mm -hmm. how will they be trained for them like Mm -hmm. what will it be then again these are all very capable people working at this these are electricians and engineers and and yeah you know so anyway that just seems to me like it's just removal of an industry Mm -hmm. or or not even removal at all but just like shifting of an Mm -hmm. industry into one that is less yeah Um,
1: there's actually more
0: useful at our in our our time yeah
1: yeah there's uh, a really great organization uh iron and earth um iron and earth Mm -hmm. are former oil and gas workers who are trying to help who are now reggae band yeah trying to to shift uh folks to toward uh doing renewable retrofits things like this right so do like retraining folks things like that and so there there is and there is a huge uh market for that especially now I think General Electric just uh launched or is about to start installing these massive wind t- turbines uh in I think actually Norway where it basically one of these turbines uh in the ocean can power a town of like 50,000 people right so that's cool yeah it's massive and this is this is just one more thing that is just going to to lower the demand for for you know natural gas and and things like that so there is this the shift is, is already happening whether or not you know people decide to be a part of it uh i think what the alberta ndp did uh you know they were trying to to do that that balancing act because the other challenge the for the
0: democratic party by the yeah. way for those not
1: right know, Yes. So what they were trying to do in Alberta, I think, was was the sort of incrementalism to prevent, uh, you know, what's known as capital flight. What happened in Ontario when when the NDP formed government is literally companies were telling people not to spend money in Ontario because of Bob Bray and the the socialist NDP, which actually, if you look at their policies, there's like there's so far away from from where we're at now with so many parties uh, the left in, in Canada. Um, but anyway, um, you know, I, I think there's definitely some valid critiques of, of the Alberta NDP, but I think considering the circumstances, I think they did a, a really, uh, they did the best that they could, um, in a, in a tough situation in, in the hopes of, of, you know, continuing to, to hold onto government. Um, but also at the same time, you know, playing nice with with people who are straight up their enemies, like the Fraser Institute. There's no point in doing things like that, in my opinion. Um, but maybe there's there's some value in saying, well, we reached out to you guys, and you didn't. And yes, it's mostly guys, uh, and you didn't get it back to us. So maybe that's a strategic move. I don't know. Anyway, um, the original question was: power people just doing whatever they wanted and traveling and things like that. Yeah. So yeah. it's really, and I think it's really telling. So right there's
0: of the line stuff.
1: Yeah. The lines. Yeah. And you, you were asking too about sort of the, the, the conservatism of Alberta. So, yeah. So the one part is like, it's institutional conservatives, right. Like conservatism rather. Right. So
0: people. Systematic.
1: Yeah. It's, it's, you know, it's like people who are appointed to the bureaucracy that makes the decisions about, you know what what type of funding model is going to work or how the application process works for whatever you know public service might be or or public funding might be right all of that is you know for the most part that is what makes up you know the institutions that are that are that that form the government in alberta that that decides on you know what types of textbooks are being used right so I think recently they, they had this whole thing about some songs that were in some textbooks, and like 50, 60% of them were like racist songs from the 1950s <laughs> or something. And so there's this I'm whole,
0: so not surprised.
1: Yeah, no. And it's like, and you know, after there was already uh, something like a decade's worth of work and consulting done on developing this new curriculum, the UCP, being the reactionary fundamentalist conservatives that they are, basically said, because whatever, because we're not because we we want to go back to simple arithmetic, and it's like if you actually talk to teachers and educators, simple arithmetic—the stuff that you and I grew up with—that is not the stuff that is going to help kids in in you know trying to get jobs in the future. Because are you i you
0: telling me kids are going to know math that I don't know? Yes. Like if yes. I talk to a kid now, they'll be like, yes. I'll be like, so as you know, three plus three. Not in
1: Alberta, though. Not in Alberta.
0: Is, uh... 24 and they'll be like yeah i learned that when i was one yeah you know about brackets yes you know about brackets around numbers and i'll be like do you mean the anti-semitic code on the internet no talk about algebra i don't what algebra yes son
1: yes leave yes yes son they're they have complicated math uh more or they'll have a better understanding and that's another speaking of like uh dog whistles right like that's another weird thing this this idea of two plus two equals four that's like a big dog whistle out here now right which like you said yeah two plus two equals four it's like a it's it's some i can't remember it has something to do with like jordan peterson or something like that but yes yes sure two plus two equals four but if you talk to like mathematicians two plus two does not actually equal four right because if you get into theoretical whatever right But if but if you Jordan
0: Peterson, yeah. yeah. But if you, I feel, yeah. Sorry, go on.
1: Yeah, yeah, mail's arriving. (laughs) Oh, you know what?
0: Yeah, let me just deal with the dogs. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. guys, I'm podcasting. Yeah, back. all good. Jordan Peterson is... I, yeah, I, I know like that I'm podcasting. And they listened. It's good. You got the prank. It was it's, weird. They're the very 21st century dogs. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Jordan Peterson's terrible. I mean, this guy, personal responsibility, make your bed guy, got addicted to benzodiazepine and uh, had to be put into a meso- medically induced coma to kick it. Like, how yeah. do you get... I mean, you
0: know I ran I ran into
1: him he is alive back to the alberta stuff uh if you don't mind me jumping in there right like i think of course uh i think that you know having done campaign work uh here for a number of years and like getting people elected in alberta uh as well and in some cases not elected the if you actually talk to people about what their baseline values are what matters to them. It's, they're actually way more in, in line with you know social democratic policy, right? Investment in public services, and uh, you know inv- investments in healthcare and and things like this. But what happens with these like faux reactionary populists, right? Is that they'll play the the communal interests against people's individual uh, interests, right? I like this idea that Albertans are all this like cowboy libertarian types it's it's not actually I don't I don't think it actually tracks because if you look at um, what happened here in what 2013 there was a massive flood in Calgary folks were literally like helping their neighbors you know put water and like I live beside a really conservative dude Murray yeah like fires there yeah, so there, there is this sort of, um, there is an understanding of, of and sensibility of, of caring for your neighbors. So I have, I have a super conservative, well, I don't even know if he's super conservative. I can't even say that he's super conservative. I may have told you the story before, but um, he, he had like a UCP sign up on his lawn. Uh, he works in auto insurance or whatever. And there are huge uh, interests that have um, profited under the ucp yeah you like the used cars party it's another name for the ucp um and like they invested a lot of money in in changing the rules around auto insurance and people's auto insurance have gone up like hundreds of dollars here in alberta since the ucp came to to power anyway but like he's actually like a really nice dude he's he's a really lovely dude he uh he had he had another property my partner was was saying that, that he and he had a garden there that he kind of just left fallow a couple of years ago and my partner was like hey do you mind if we uh you know worked with your your that garden you're not using and he said, yeah absolutely and you know it was super helpful um you know very much you know I saw something I'd never seen before he was um he was uh what's it called uh defeathering what's what's that called dressing he was dressing a like a couple of geese that he shot uh in the alley the other day which was something i've never seen before but you know this is a guy that that <laughs> lives like that i would if yeah. you know zombie apocalypse came i would probably want to be on his good side uh <laughs> right, you tag, you tag along. <laughs> yeah yeah well to, to a certain extent
0: you know what uh i'm nominating you leader like head of the collective until further notice yeah i'd be his worm um, tongue and- but i would yes exactly but i do i do think that we should have um what would what would you suggest like definitely recycling yeah. <laughs> involved in what we're doing but so i made this little stick with a yeah. with a pointy end and like you we can i'll pick up the can yeah i don't know if it's
1: a can. but but again right and like i think that just Great speaks 80s but it, it speaks to sort of that whole um like institutionalized conservatism stuff right because so he he, and he oh that's the other thing he like he goes ahead and and he'll like like he has like a like a a snowplow thing on his own truck and he'll shovel the the alleyway and things like this right so that it's better for everybody in in on our block right and so it's it's just personal choice though this is like what
0: it comes down to yeah is telling people you do have personal choice. What yeah. do you think is right or wrong here? Yeah, you know, and I, I, I feel like if that is something that can be transmitted to people, mm-hmm. you know, agreement on policies, I that must have been how healthcare got passed here. Mm-hmm. You know, and mm-hmm. it's like, um, obviously, I, I'm sure in Alberta there's a lot of uh, argue, arguing about healthcare, but
1: oh yeah, you know. so I mean, there's doctors leaving because of just the 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 combative nature of of uh, our health minister uh, with with doctors. I have a friend who's who's a doctor that left to B.C. Um, because they they basically harassed her online for days on end, and you know in media, in the in the legislature, things like that. And she just didn't feel safe in Alberta, and she grew up here. Whereas you know Jason Kenny moved here uh, from like right. I think he was from Ontario or Saskatchewan originally. Uh, you know so it's and that's well, the other the most
0: damaging guys. They're yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Well, I mean. I I think it just kind of in that, again, right, that institutional conservatism stuff, right? Like for a very long time, conservatives see Alberta as a safe place to get their people elected, right? So we've got people moving from out of state, out of province, out of country, even in one dude's case, I think, and um, getting elected and then just kind of enacting the the policies that make corporations and CEOs happy. And, you know, the, the thing that conservatives are really good at in this country is playing that 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 self interest that people have at some level one way or another, playing that self interest sure. against the 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 you know the the so the the goal of the community or or society. Yeah. Even right? though they're
0: they I, I mean maybe it's because I, we've lived in these sort of urban environments. They're yeah. so interconnected you know so yeah. it's, it's it's that's the problem with my life experiences it's rare that i've been in that position of oh this is what it's like to have my property taxes go up yeah. this is what it's like to be uh, i have been i do know what it's like to be yelled at by like college student types for things i've done yeah, uh, yeah. so i do know that yeah um but it didn't change my entire world view. Yeah, yeah and um uh, you know, so so, it's it's that walk a mile in in their shoes kind yeah. of, kind of thing that I I I wish I could have. I wish I could know what it was like to be in a rural mm-hmm. community that has its own problems. You know that, um. But I don't really wish that. That sounds horrible. I,
1: <laughs> I've done it. I lived I lived in a trailer north it. of Kingston, uh, in uh, just north of this town called Hardington, and Houston, Ontario, not yeah, Jamaica, Kingston Ontario. Yeah, Kingston Ontario. Yeah, I wish. We're talking uh, about
0: Canada primarily here.
1: Yeah. And so, yeah, I was helping a friend uh, build an addition to his house and he just let me stay on a trailer there. And I worked, uh, you know, part time anyway in the city. And. um, But, yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's out there. People are, you know, people look at you a little funny if you look a little if you look a little different, you know, and there's, you know, Mm -hmm. tradition is really important in those communities. But again, right. I think that at that baseline you know, and, and maybe this is a postmodernist Marxist of me or whatever. But at that baseline, I think, you know, people are inherently good. I think at base, I feel the same way, you know, and people are. I think that's the attitude
0: we have to live with, yeah. you know, in order to sustain it. It yeah. goes beyond optimism. It's something but, else.
1: But this is, but the challenge is you have these, these grifters and sometimes sociopaths or psychopaths, or whatever, in, in power mostly I, I mean i'm not and that isn't to say like there are not good people in all parties i think right like Absolutely. that i think that the human experience sure, <laughs> yeah there's 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 people who who definitely play on people's pain and understand how to do that or maybe
0: but even on every level
1: yeah or that they, they or they 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 mean well they genuinely mean well but can't get over uh, you know, profiting or uh, uh, you know, self-aggrandizing or whatever,
0: or fighting so, for power. Yeah, exactly. Fighting to be top of the heap, fighting for the loudest voice in the room. All that. Yeah,
1: stuff. yeah, and I think so. I think the Trends, big challenge is right is that that uh, conservatives, seemingly better than 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 most in Alberta, especially, know how to play on people's inherent trust and goodwill. Right, and they, they're they're willing to take advantage of that of that trust, and because they this environment has been created in Alberta mm. s- since oil has been discovered, with the influence of American companies, so on and so forth. Because of that, you know, you have this this really um, this this dueling uh, worldview happening in Alberta right now, and I think it's finally starting to to fracture a bit. So we'll see when the Next election happens because Jason Kenney will never apologize for any of the things he's done. Um, you know, and he's done some awful, awful things even before he came to power, like keeping gay partners away from from their loved ones in San Francisco when they were dying during the the HIV AIDS. San Francisco. Yeah, so he went to a Jesuit university and and he got kicked out or dropped out. Um, and. So two things he was famous for there was uh campaigning against uh people that 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 believed that abortion is a is a health uh right uh and mm. uh and then also campaigned to prevent um lgbt uh partners i think right. mostly gay men In the uh, aw- away from their dying loved ones.
0: Very yeah. uh very much uh as they say mask off you yeah. know i think that's ultimately what a lot of uh
1: yeah like and his... a lot of
0: politicians and and religions you know well not religions but certain religions would be would be happy to do it. yeah you know, i think because it's just the next step uh, the ladder of disempowering just like going one pushing people one rung down one rung down yeah one rung down i should not be doing that with my arm it looked a little bit like a Sigil but my mother is jewish i'm half jewish now you can see you're like
1: you're doing the the armpit you know there's like a whole thing on like reddit for armpits there's like an armpit fetish thing you should get on that people love armpits (laughs)
0: i gotta read you this breaking news okay i gotta read you this breaking news Uh, maybe you've heard okay um i probably did not we will not take it anymore trump this is from reuters we will not take it anymore trump says as anti-biden protesters Storm U.S. Capitol Grounds. Wow. Um, He addressed thousands of supporters, including members of far-right groups at a rally in Washington, protesting the meeting of Congress to confirm his loss to Joe Biden. Uh, A short walk from his rally, hundreds of Trump supporters overturned barricades and clashed with police on the grounds of the U.S. Capitol where Congress was meeting, Uh, clambering onto the structures erected for the inauguration ceremony to unfurl Trump flags and gathering on the Capitol steps. Um, and you know you won't concede when there's theft involved, Trump, a Republican said after taking the stage, following a playlist blasted over sp- loudspeakers of power ballads by Elton John and Phil Collins um the crowd chanted uh he called he he called democratic victories the product of what he called explosions of bullshit. then the crowd chanted bullshit, nobody was wearing a mask in the crowd uh i mean i think this is ongoing
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah so, that's dangerous that's scary man um i think the donald is down yeah i think uh i think you know all those uh militia types and stuff like that uh i don't think there's enough of them in the u.s military for there to be uh a rejection of you know orders so i I'm not too stressed about it. I don't think those folks have no, the No, I think firepower. the
0: military is very different than the police. Yeah, and uh, yeah.
1: I mean, there is infiltration, right? Like of of.
0: Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Canada
1: especially has a lot of a lot of a lot more of that. Oh, I believe right? that. Yeah. Yeah,
0: I would totally believe that.
1: Um. Uh. But actually, that reminds yeah. me too. But but that is a good another good uh reminder for me too in terms of Alberta and and. Things that get tested in Canada and in Alberta, right? So, this this idea of um, de um, delegitimizing governance, right? That's something that uh, the Conservatives, especially uh, under Jason Kenney and and though and Brian Jean before that with the Wildrose. Um, oh, I never finished that. So, the UCP is a merger of of this really far right reactionary. Uh, fundamentalist conservative party called the Wild Rose Party, and the sort of entitlement conservatives, corporate power conservatives called the Progressive Conservatives of Alberta. And now they're the United uh, Conservative Party, UCP, um, which, you know, conservatives are really like to tell on themselves about their fetishes, I think, uh, in that <laughs> regard. So, because remember- What does
0: UCP stand for?
1: United Conservative Party. But what remember- no, the
0: Urine-
1: Yeah, urinary- Amalia? yeah yeah you're in Harry. just the just the name itself remember the conservative reform alliance party crap that was another canadian <laughs> under yeah crap like that like they're really good at this stuff um
0: what a, what a funny country we are
1: yeah that's i so I mean, good. I wonder if there's some sort of like marketing uh subliminal negging thing happening like they're telegraphing that they're gonna piss on the public because that's what they've done um as the UCP, but uh, so under uh, Kenny and Brian Jean, all these conservatives and the the media in Alberta, which is completely conservative. Even the CBC in Calgary is is is, is somewhat, I would say, more one of the most conservative, um, uh, like framing, like the way that that issues are framed up and the type of guests that they have on a, on a frequent basis. Most conservative uh, voices I've heard on on the CBC ever. Um, maybe that's changing anyway. And so a big thing that they would do constantly, and Ezra Levant will also contributed this to this as well. Ezra Levant for right. folks.
0: The Rebel is the Rebel is such a gasoline tosser on everything. As yeah,
1: well. yeah. They're yeah. like the the Breitbart of Canada. Um, yeah. And I hope classic, they
0: go- They're worse. They're they're more mask off. You know. um yeah. Than even Breitbart because like the yeah. Rebel, even though it's run by a Jewish person, like. You can track it to people who have um, endangered the lives of fucking Italian, like people trying to escape to Italy—refugees, mm-hmm. essentially. Lauren Southern did that, and and Faith Goldie, of course, who's like a yeah. famous white nationalist grifter from a fancy private school in Toronto, Branksome. She deserves scorn.
1: I, yeah. I dated somebody from Branksome. Um, Was it Faith Goldie? Not surprising no god no yeah, exactly. no 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 um yeah i mean anyway, so so the the media environment being uh what it is here uh like there is no toronto star equivalent in in uh there's the star metro no i can't even remember anyway it doesn't matter um all of that to say is um this idea of delegitimizing uh, government right, is mm-hmm. happened uh, in full force in Alberta, right, so you had people who, who you know, grew up in the Alberta education system, which isn't very good, uh, and, well, sorry, I shouldn't say that, which has been out of date for some time, um, and, you know, you also have a lot of people in Alberta who dropped out of high school because they could make 100k a year uh, working in the patch, yeah, and the oil you sank, know, things like yeah. that, yeah, Alberta has one of the worst uh, literacy, adult literacy rates in the country, if uh, if I remember correctly, right? And like these are yeah, these are all into sex factors
0: over there too.
1: Yeah, people I mean, into, people Stampede. want to
0: talk about human trafficking on a real level, you know, yeah. in terms of pimping yeah. out uh, actual people in Canada, and not this sort of Christian rescuing and converting people from other yeah. countries, yeah. indigenous people, women, and yeah. and uh, and at risk people, uh, this yeah. is this is uh one of my biggest arguments against this the the perspective on human trafficking is the attempt to other you know uh Mm. say oh it's like the coyotes in mexico and it's the you know people smuggling uh um you know um like asian women or Mm. or eastern european women sure that's happening too Mm -hmm. sure but like is it happening on the scale of just localized mm-hmm. shit like that you know mm-hmm. like like across provincial lines or, mm-hmm. or city lines probably anyway look man we got to go
1: oh no yeah, we were just Where getting were going then? we were we were just getting going uh
0: you were talking about the um we're talking about the the literacy the, yeah yeah
1: and, so and, so this this institutionalized conservatism uh that exists and the 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 delegitimizing of of governments that are in fact in fact democratically elected and this is the way that democracy works and by delegitimizing the democratic process which conservatives uh throughout the world have been doing right like if you look at the voter disenfranchisement attempts in the US Right. Like all of this stuff is is very much uh, a contributing factor into why the world sucks. Uh, so all of that is to say, if you have uh, there is a federal election probably happening in the spring. Um, I prefer the the left iteration of, of a political party in in Canada um, called the New Democratic Party um sure. i think i think there's um i think a lot of the good policy that has happened during covid is a direct result of of the n d p pressuring the uh the the liberal party
0: Ab- a- absolutely they could have gone either way that's for sure if if mm-hmm. if the conservatives held the luckily the n d p are in a uh, somewhat of a power position um mm-hmm. just because uh they bolster uh you know, they, they provide crucial votes, I think, to the liberals mm-hmm. for certain mm-hmm. things. And, and they, we wouldn't have gotten $2,000, you know, mm-hmm. I don't think we wouldn't have gotten, they just extended our, uh, the, the, uh, C, uh, the wage subsidy,
1: uh, yeah.
0: CRB, uh, f- you know, f- till June now. And, and, um, Jagmeet Singh had a wonderful, uh, silly that it needed to happen but he had, took a one a great stand against uh the racism of of uh, the bloc quebecois that i think mm. helped uh helped raise his his profile at that moment it's weird i felt like he had this kind of momentum building then it kind of like i don't know it sort of like hit hit a bit of a, a wall maybe it was it's just because world events are so intense that you know how are we going to focus on how great you know a thir- essentially no you know no it has
1: it's it's that's that's like that's a story as old as you know the the, and the NDP yeah and the and the <laughs> ccf right it's like Shane. there's you know yeah. there are there are people in boardrooms who control the sort of editorial decisions and who gets hired and and who writes the stories uh you know i i mean it's not like a cabal or anything like that it's just it's class interest in my opinion right yeah. it's like
0: and that's why something like racism can become the big mm-hmm. uh victory for Jagmeet
1: because mm-hmm.
0: it's just very simple it's a yeah. it's it's good it's good it's clickbait it's like yeah. oh look what he yeah. did he took a stand that you should not have to take yeah. be forced to take as a, a person of color in yeah. uh, a professional workplace. Yeah. Like, that's just what it comes down to. Like if you were at a fucking normal job and people are like, <laughs> you know, I don't even remember now what the actual, uh, Oh yeah. And, and people are like, okay, let's take a, a vote on, um, whether we should honor victims of a shooting of a mosque. I know that wasn't the exact thing that right. It was a change in policy to, uh, I think uh expand hate crime or, uh laws parameters of hate, yeah. hate hate crime hate speech and um the only people to vote against it were the bloc quebecois if that happened you know in a corporation even yeah it would let it wouldn't you know yeah. like it, it just would and um the fact you have to do that you know yeah run, um, taxpayers money
1: as yeah like to say
0: is unbelievable you know, yeah the fact that you even have to do that
1: yeah and I, yeah, so, so you're I saying, so vote NDP or at least vote. I mean, I, so I think if, I think there is, there's that, like, I am not a big fan of strategic voting. Uh, I think there's way, like, I think electoral politics is one piece in trying to create a better society. But I think, you know, um, if, if you don't feel like that's your thing, then try to get your, your workplace unionized. I think that is something that more people should really, really try to do. Um, you know get in touch also yeah yeah i think like, like if start
0: in your immediate area with yeah. what's needed and just yeah
1: out. yeah exactly i think that's that's the sort of stuff like yeah. building those relationships is is absolutely key um you know i think if it you're comes
0: down to that humanity that mm-hmm. that 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 inherent goodness like mm-hmm. keeping that close to your heart which just means mm-hmm. being local in it. sorry to interrupt no no like, it's fine you know i'm just trying to sort of add to your yeah it's like I think if you do start from that and you keep that in mind, you know, on all sides of the aisle, it's like you, that is the commonality you'll find and it's mm-hmm. not capitulating. Mm-hmm. Don't capitulate yeah, you know, to just someone with other interests uh, that actually are outside of what you want.
1: For sure. You know, and, and don't, and don't fall for the the conservative grift, right? Like right now, Aaron no tools. Don't is trying to you know Touls trying to like and and poli is trying to do the whole like oh we are we've got workers' backs and like trying to really do yes. that uh Steve it's bannon yeah. yeah, yeah, like conservative populism and it's like, nah man these people they don't like you, they just want to use you um you know, Trudeau's not great either uh there's huge, huge huge like reasons to hold that guy accountable um but i also yes. understand right like in some places where you know calgary for instance, i probably i very likely will be voting ndp uh this coming election um but That's i also obviously a big call yeah there's a there like it's a very like every single seat is conservative here right i've again i'm a partisan in that respect. I don't believe in strategic voting, uh, but I understand the arguments for some people on it. But I think it's like trying to triangulate. You know, oh, if I vote for this person, then this person, and like you, mm-hmm. voting is a, a a thing that that is kind of irrational to begin with. Like you're putting your faith in a, a stranger to <laughs> to make good decisions on your behalf, right? So
0: who is who um, will be my parent?
1: Yeah, who yeah, my parent,
0: exactly. or more so. Who would be my who would be my right hand? My right hand, I was holding. Yeah, left. yeah. Uh, my, who would be my right hand? Yeah, I I have become voter. I am voter. Inalienable right, inalienable
1: right. You could, voter sounds like a really. Or in good... your
0: case, inalienable left.
1: Yes, yes, and uh, voter should be a character on Star Trek. <laughs> You're frozen. Look, I thought you were doing a Nardwar. <laughs> <laughs>
0: no, I did Oh God, I'm so Nardwar all the time. Um, it's okay. You, yeah, you, yeah.
1: Um you need to interview more rappers. Hey, man, he
0: started my career. He started my career. Really? What do you every time I'm in a room with Nardwar? Like if he's somewhere or someone mentions anything close to me, he goes, Oh Nick Nick Flanagan, he uh I helped put on the first evaporator show nice uh in Toronto. Nice and uh pen paled with him hard when I was like 13, not in a creepy way, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a good dude, interviews, and we were obsessed with him. He's a good uh, dude, has always been very good to me.
1: You should, uh, uh, when when I get this new podcast I'm doing with a couple other folks, you should come on and uh, because I think the first the first uh theme we're doing is like around arts and arts workers, um, and I think because yeah, yeah, because I would love to talk to you about um. We haven't settled on a name yet but um the one i'm still doing is our calgary also i'm plugging that
0: yes yeah, so i i was gonna say please tell me so yeah. our calgary yeah and then you podcast can Podcast you're still doing
1: yeah, yeah i mean i'm really doing. behind I, yeah yeah oh, i'm still i'm, sorry, I'm still I doing took a i
0: break I, just now i took about two and a half weeks i know yeah, that I took longer minimal, like two and a half weeks but you're a
1: parent Yes, work. yeah, yeah, and I was like the last three months have been super crunch time for a lot of projects, but yeah um so yeah. i i'm I'm bringing some folks uh in to to help um you know do some of that work and it'll think it'll be more interesting because I'm kind of here tired of hearing my own voice all the time uh, <laughs> I don't have that problem yeah, that's fair
0: I love my freaking voice
1: you've got that good baritone, man um
0: sometimes.
1: Uh, you can, uh, also go up. You can at our YYC CA. So I'm just cut because we're doing the ADHD thing. So I'm just gonna talk over you. Uh, at r y yeah, y c c a. I send two I send two tracks,
0: send two tracks yeah. to the producer. Man, he can just take out.
1: There it is. There it is.
0: You
1: know, there it is. Each what do you use? What are you using for for recording? Holy shit!
0: They drew guns. They they surprising. they were waving old glory. In the fucking Capitol building. Can you see this? I can't this? see it.
1: It's blurring out. It's just a... Oh, wow. You see that? That, that is psychotic. Is
0: disgusting.
1: That's psychotic.
0: People, this country
1: yeah.
0: is going to mutate into something else. The old thing's over.
1: Yeah, it yeah. It didn't work. Yeah.
0: It, 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 it peaked. The fucking kettle exploded. You know? This shit can't yeah. come back.
1: I mean it's Everyone's been that playing, way from you know. jump though. I think it's been that sure. way from jump.
0: It's built on it's built on fucking pain. Yeah. You know? so yeah. It's 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 built on pain yeah. that <clears throat> I'd be really int- I mean anyway, we can't even I I got to I got to go. Let's do it again. Yeah, sure again. We will talk more. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um Lucas, thank you so much. Um, Stay safe, Nick. Uh, you too. Stay best to you and your family. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this chat with Lucas. I hope you enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I know it was a long one, but hey, maybe you're on a long drive to a faraway area to isolate yourself. Or maybe you have relatives in the other room having tea, and it's a long tea, and you just want to zone out. Maybe you're on a huge jog. And that helped this helped you do a f- five-hour jog. Whatever the reason that you listen to the whole episode, I appreciate it. and I know Lucas appreciates it. I gave his Twitter, which is El Costello, El Costello. Uh, make sure you follow him and also be sure you go to ryYc.org to find more about his podcast. And uh, they're also on Twitter, Instagram, all that stuff. Thanks so much for listening. You can go to me at the Flans on Twitter. Nick Flanagan on Instagram. Nick Flan Weekly on Twitter. And Nick Flanagan Weekly on Instagram. That's right. None of my handles match. I have ruined my career please if you love the podcast or like the podcast or even slightly like me please subscribe rate review ko-fi.com slash nick flanagan and you can write the podcast at weekly podcast at gmail.com w-e-a-k-l-y have a great night or day or eternal summer have a great eternal summer
1: Oh, nick plan again weekly